570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. There is no reason to be nervous. There's no reason to be concerned. I know it's one game and it determines everything. But there's no reason, Rodney, if you're confident. <laughs> there's no reason to panic. Why? Just be ready. That's all you got to do tomorrow. Max Scherzer will be in the mound for the Dodgers. The legendary and infamous Adam Wainwright will be pitching or St. Louis, uh, Dodger bats have been hot of late. And that means that if it continues tomorrow, it's not going to be an issue. St. Louis does not make a lot of mistakes. We know that. They play a clean game. Uh, they've been hitting the ball well. But I like the Dodgers tomorrow, Rodney. I know you agree. <laughs> do you know I agree? Yeah, absolutely. You're speaking for me? I know you agree. I do agree, Fred. I do agree. I think it's... Um... As you mentioned, the bats have come alive in the last couple of series. Uh, certainly, Max Muncie is going to be a big blow because he's, you know, he's that home run hitter, that big timer that can, you know, has delivered in the past in big time moments. So we're going to miss him. But there's there's enough to go around. You know, the way Trey Turner's hitting the ball, Corey Seager's hitting the ball, Mookie Betts is now back again. Uh, Justin Turner's always there. So um, I, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. And and um, you know, this is a one-game series. You got two heavyweights on the mound going at it. Two old veterans, guys, and that, that know how to do it. And who's going to blink? And that's the scary part. But you got to play them. And I'll, I'll take my chances with our guys uh, any day of the week. Absolutely. Let's bring on David Vassay. Brought to you by Navi and Tankless Water Heaters. And Dave, good afternoon to you. Hey, good afternoon. And not surprising to hear Rodney say he feels good about tomorrow's game. Uh, I feel like if an asteroid was headed for Earth. Rodney would be the only positive person on the planet. Well, are you saying you're not on the bright side? Wait a minute. You're not uh, feeling good about tomorrow's game? I am, but Rodney feels good about every game. I do. That's the way that's the way you got to feel going into a game. If you don't if you don't feel that way, then why are you playing, Dave? Why are you playing? If you don't feel <laughs> like not, okay, I'm, I'm going into winning. Yeah, I'm going I'm into winning. I'm not playing. I I I'm betting on my guys. If I know my guys, I'm I'm taking okay. my guys even if I'm not playing. I'm with you, Rodney. I feel like the only thing that could hurt the Dodgers in one game is what we have seen over the course of the season, and that's defensive lapses and also letting a team like the Cardinals take extra bases on you via the stolen base because they have stolen the sixth most bases in Major League Baseball this season, and the Dodgers have allowed over 100 stolen bases this season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm a little – the Dodgers haven't been clean defensively and then to your point of the stolen bases as well. So they can't have any one of those moments where they're bobbling balls or booting balls in the in the infield or failing to throw to the right base from the outfield. They can't have any of those moments because, as you mentioned, and you too, Fred, that, that the Cardinals play clean baseball. Yeah. Um, but I do have – I do have something to say to you, Dave, before we get further into this interview is that you know, I was a little hurt yesterday, Dave. I was a little hurt, and I texted you about it. I was a little hurt 
because we, you know, we got the barbecue brothers things. We go way back, Dave. And you suggested that you had another favorite Trojan on yesterday. Uh, Fred, he had Mark Pryor on and uh, talked about him being, and I just happened to catch it a little bit because um, I know you were sitting in for money. And uh got to say, Dave, I had to pull over a little bit because it, uh, it bothered me a little bit. Wow, Dave. Dave. He was your favorite, pro- favorite wow. Trojan. When you sent me that text, Rodney, I felt like Urban Meyer caught at that club. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> oh God, Dave. I felt, I oh, felt like God. you caught. You felt. I felt like you caught Mark Pryor grinding on my bar stool right there, and me telling him you're my favorite Trojan. Uh, hilarious, Dave. How uh, how's Max Muncie? What do we know? Hey, do we know any more? We don't know anymore. We will know something later this afternoon because the Dodgers are going to hold a workout today. I just got to Dodger Stadium. Dave Roberts is going to address the media at 4 o'clock, and we should have more information. But what I can tell you, Fred, is what Dave Roberts said after Sunday's game. He is out for Wednesday, and he is highly unlikely to play in the NLDS. Um, And for what I saw... Um, it doesn't look like there is a great chance that he would be able to play in the NLCS. I won't rule out the World Series, but I think we'll wait to hear what Dave Roberts has to say as far as what the diagnosis was. But it looked like um, he may have tore his ligament in his left elbow, the way he was in pain and the way the elbow got bent backwards. So an ugly play. Uh, Worst-case scenario type of situation for the Dodgers to have that type of injury to that player on the last day of the season, uh, especially when that game turned out to mean absolutely nothing. So the Dodgers are going to have to pick up the pieces without Max Muncy. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's sad to see, like you said, on the last game that meant absolutely nothing for that to go down. Um, Dave, obviously we know Scherzer's going, Wainwright's going. For the Dodgers, in a game like this, it's all hands on deck. Uh, who who comes after Scherzer? Does it really depend on the moment, the situation? Um, I know everybody's going to be ready, but is there an idea, like, if Scherzer goes into the seventh or eighth, who's following him up? Ooh, you are so optimistic, Ronnie, that he's going that deep. <laughs> yeah. But if he goes that deep. You know me, Dave. It's yeah, if, it, if he goes seven innings, the Dodgers are looking good, and it will be the two-headed monster at the back end of the bullpen, Blake Trinan and Kenley Jansen, depending on what the Dodger matchups show as far as which pitcher uh, faces, his stuff faces those group of hitters better. I wouldn't read too much into if Kenley has better numbers against a certain group of hitters in the eighth inning that he uh, pitches that inning and trying in the ninth or vice versa. So if that would be best-case scenario, Rodney, if Max Scherzer goes seven innings tomorrow. But if he only goes five, the Dodgers um, will definitely uh, probably go to their bullpen pieces and maybe Julio for an inning. He's, he, would, he would probably be available for today, tomorrow's game and then come back and pitch in game two on Saturday. Uh, Dave, let's. I want to flip back real quick to first base. So the options are without Muncie, Bellinger, Pujols, Beatty, maybe. Yeah, I would say it's Albert Pujols starting at first base tomorrow, Fred. 
And I believe that if the Dodgers have a lead late, that's where you'll see Cody Bellinger move to first base for defensive purposes. So as much as we've talked about Cody uh, defensively in center field, well, his defense and his gold glove caliber defense is needed more at first base to protect leads and make some good plays. So I expect to see Pujols in the starting lineup tomorrow and Bellinger come in late if the Dodgers have a lead. Yeah, you don't see Bellinger starting in the outfield tomorrow. I don't. I, I believe it will be Gavin Lux in center against the right-hander Adam Wainwright. Yeah, that makes sense. He's been hitting. He's been swinging the bat. It better. could. It could be Chris Taylor. It could be Chris yeah. Taylor. But you know the Dodgers want to get some left-handed bats in there, especially without Muncie now. So that would lead me to believe you got to get another lefty in there, and Gavin Lux would be it in center field. Interesting. Interesting. They're not worried. I mean, I know he's played last month. You know, and they've given him a lot of opportunities, but uh, but him not being a true outfielder, so you go with a because of the strength of the left-handed bat, as opposed to say a Chris Taylor in center field who who has had more innings and has more experience. So you go Gavin Lux, Hyundai. I do, and the Dodgers need to score runs, especially without Muncie in the lineup. That's a big crater in their lineup without him. Not just the home runs, but what he brings to the table as far as forcing the opposing pitcher to throw a lot of pitches, his awareness of the strike zone. And let's not forget, I know Trey Turner had a tremendous month of September, but it's not a coincidence he was sitting third in front of Max Muncy and did all that damage. So you got to give Muncy some credit for what Turner was seeing as far as pitches hitting in front of the great Max Muncy. And I can't understate how big of a loss Muncy is. Dave, Cardinals have been red hot. What should Dodger fans know about the Cardinals? Well, like you guys say, they're really good defensively. They're not going to give you extra outs. They're a really good base running team. Their manager, Mike Schilt, said they may be the closest team in baseball to Whitey Ball, uh, referring to Whitey Herzog's teams of the 80s. What are you talking about, and, Whitey uh, Ball? Any team. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that's what he said. Whitey Herzog ball um, in the 80s with McGee and Vince Coleman and those guys. So they run the base as well. Like I said, they steal a lot of bases. Um, Paul Goldschmidt has caught fire. He's hit 318 in his career at Dodger Stadium. So um, the Dodgers have their hands full. And from what I understand from people that have watched the Cardinals, their weakness was their bullpen, and all of a sudden their bullpen is getting out. So... It's not going to be easy tomorrow, and we all know the Dodgers have had a lot of failures in the playoffs against the Cardinals. They have only beaten the Cardinals in a playoff series once in six meetings. This will be the sixth time, and they've only beaten the Cardinals once in a playoff series. Yeah, new year, new time, Dave, but you mentioned that, and, and I think everybody kind of going into this, okay, Wainwright's good, and I'm sure they're looking at the other side, Scherzer's good, but let's get to that bullpen for, for the Dodgers. Um Obviously, that's that's been their mo over the years that they've been successful is 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 driving that pitch count up of starting pitchers and getting to that bullpen. But as you mentioned, the Cardinals bullpen has been good of late. Um, so from the middle part of getting Wayne Red out of the game, um, is it going to be? I mean, uh, an, an advantage for the Dodgers doesn't seem like it's going to be since uh, they they pitched well in the last month or so. I'll say this, Rodney. The advantage is to the Dodgers. I know Muncie's out, but 
a lot of these guys have turned it on in the last five games. They've hit 19 home runs in the last five games. So, honestly, if you look at this game objectively, the Cardinals should be a lot more concerned about the way the Dodger hitters are swinging the bats, no matter who they believe in. David Vassay with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM570, LA Sports. David. Oh, dramatic pause. Well, dramatic <laughs> pause, Fred. Hey, Fred, yeah. I, I wanted to let you know that I uh, helped out your TV career uh, cross-promoting the challenge yesterday with Petros, and I actually pulled a clip of some great analysis between you and Petros on Sunday night. Boy, acres and acres of Tweety Bird, and it's mine, all mine. I told I told a that was just part of what you missed on Sunday night on the challenge. Well, Dave, I got to be honest with you. Not many people missed it because an awful lot watched it. Now, now, <laughs> we now, heard now, all about it yesterday, Fred, how you were trying to sweep the ratings. Petros vented about watching you uh, panic. Yeah, were you panicked, Fred? Was interviewing Tom Brady. About- panicked about them you know giving a love fest to brady and not starting on time petro said you were just you know beside yourself man panic city panic city yeah panicked would not be a fair word pissed yes but panicked no yeah they need to get off the air (laughs) they need to you know thank you your game is over come to us now because what happens is the longer they stay on the faster the audience evaporates so the game is over thank you great job way to go tom you're the best we'll see you next week boom we should get it right then but we didn't. <laughs> but we did. I wasn't pleased. I'll tell you that. But you know what? They NBC Sports really does a great job, and um, the amount of time that it oh, used to take to get that can be compliment. No, the amount of time it used to take to us is reduced this year, which is nice. People want the challenge, Dave. Oh. They want it. Yeah. No, nobody cares about Tom Brady going back to New England and hearing what nah. he thinks about that. You're right. Nah, the game's cares. over. Game's over, Dave. It's done. That's yesterday's news. <laughs> they didn't spend All six right. months building this game up for it to, you know, for them just to say goodbye real quick after the game. Man. Yeah. Right. Oh. All right. No, Nolan Arenado is about to speak in the media room. Uh, are, have All you right. asked me all the questions you wanted, Fred and Rodney? No. Any more questions? I was going to get your breakdown on the entire playoff series starting in the American League. But since Nolan Arenado is speaking, <laughs> go. All right, Rodney. This was tremendous. You know you're right number on, one. Dave. Fred, you. You, you know you're number 23. Appreciate that, Dave. See you later. There goes David Vassay out at the stadium. Uh, Nolan Arenado getting ready to speak now for uh, the Cardinals in the media room. Got to be big for him, right? Oh, he's home. Nolan Arenado. You know, he got out of uh, got out of Colorado and, you know, forced his way out of there, got to uh, a franchise that is uh, committed to winning, and, and now here they stand playing a wild card game. He gets to come back home and, play against the Dodger team that he knows extremely well. So it's got to be big for him, too. Yeah, I'm sure. And you'll remember there was a period of time a couple of years ago that uh, when he was on the block, one of the teams that was mentioned as a possible landing spot was the Dodgers. Right. I think it all worked out fine. I I, got to tell you, I like the Dodgers tomorrow. Goldschmidt, yeah, he's been hitting well lately. Yeah, Max Scherzer on the mound. Uh, Nolan Arenado can hit. We still have Max Scherzer on the mound. I like the Dodgers tomorrow, Rodney. I do. I just okay. hope that they jump on it early. <laughs> trying to talk yourself into it? Sounds like you're trying bit. to talk yourself into Maybe it. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. No. Yeah. I just hope they get to it early. That's the key. They've got to score early. Well, let's be, 
let's be clear. This does not, uh, you know, one team is going to go home, and, and it doesn't, you know, it won't diminish the Dodgers, you know, winning 106 games or, or the Cardinals having the run they had because you think about the Cardinals. Two months ago, they were not, you know, everybody's talking about the Padres and Cincinnati. and Phillies. In the Phillies, kind of, you know, being that three, those three teams that could play the Dodgers or the Giants in a wild card, and the Cardinals got on a roll. So you got to, you got to give it up to them. And in a one-game situation, and no, we're going to have it. We're going to have an overreaction Thursday about whatever happens in in this one-game playoff. But again, talking about two good teams with two Hall of Fame pitchers going at it, and who's going to crack? And anything could happen. So, um. <laughs> just it'll be interesting Thursday one way or another okay don't forget we'll be on tomorrow at 9 9 a.m. tomorrow bright and early to help get you ready for the game uh, if you are at the Charger Raider game and you'd like to weigh in we're going to give you an opportunity at 866-987-2570 we talked about the Chargers and Raiders when we came on the air today if you'd like to weigh in if you were there what was the atmosphere like did you see anything you shouldn't have seen if you were that guy that was sitting on my aisle and you were passed out halfway through the second quarter, oh, no. you can call in too. Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, no. I swear. It was like six and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, and my man was gone. Good for him. Yep. He enjoyed every moment <laughs> of it. I'm sure he did. Uh, and if you could sleep in that stadium with as loud as it was. It was incredible. That guy was out. Yeah. So if you were there, and we'd love to hear from you. By the way, I'd also like to hear from somebody about parking. And, you know, is it easy to get out? Is it not easy to get out? How is that working? So we'll open the phone lines next. Plus, Rodney, we do want to get to the NBA. One player took the shot. One player is not. You don't take the shot. It's going to cost you an awful lot of money. This is all I need. People never care till it's all I pay. Turn their back on me for no good reason. That's right. On a Tuesday. A playoff Eve, as I like to call it, Fred. That Wild card Eve. All right. Rodney Pete, Fred Rowe. Oh, yeah. All right, we do have some NBA we have to get to. But uh, were you at that game last night, Chargers and Raiders? Looking for your thoughts? You see anything? I mean, it was 70% Raider fans. That means the visiting team won, the Chargers. But a very important win for the Chargers. Were you out there? You think, you think the, uh, yeah, important win for the Chargers. But I think the Chargers have... It felt like they just, uh, they embraced it. They embraced it, you know, even though they're at home and it's kind of a little bit embarrassing. And they, you know, I think having played at Dignity Health for those couple of years and, and seeing how dominant the other crowd was against them, I think now they've kind of, they've embraced it. It looked like last night that they just, they they reveled in it, you know, taunting the, the it was like they, they were taunting the, 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 well, in this case, the visiting crowd, the Raiders, but they were yeah. at home taunting the Raider fans that were in that stadium. And, you so, know, given the number of years they've been here and what they have faced, they're probably used to it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, were you there? Let's hear from you. And also parking, because no one's really talked about that. 866-987-2570. All right. Jim, in Menifee, you were at the game. What was it like? And who are you rooting for? I'm a, a long-time uh, Charger fan. Love the Chargers for years. Uh, I've been to the Black Hole. I've been to Qualcomm. I've been to Raiders Chargers a bunch of times. But i got to tell you, I, every time I've gone, I've seen fights. But last night, I'm telling you, i, I never seen it like that. It was quiet. I don't know if it was the lightning bolts that scared the Raider fans. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it was quiet. See, that was kind really of, you, see, you see how we snuck that in? You see how we snuck that in? 
I don't know if it was a lightning bolt that scared the Raiders fan. I don't think I didn't catch that. We got a joke. Yeah, can I wait on one more thing? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, normally uh, when you go to the bathroom, it's kind of an issue, uh, especially when you're by yourself. So I'm in the bathroom, and it gets kind of loud. You know, you say, Raiders. The other side is Chargers. It's kind of getting out of hand. So I said, Dodgers. And everybody said, Dodgers. I thought that was really cool. Well done. Well done, Jim. Thanks for listening, man. Thanks for being a part of the show. 866-987-2570. All right, James down in Anaheim, you were there. And uh, who were you rooting for? I went rooting for the Chargers because I won the tickets on the Petros and Money show. And I told uh, I told Matt Money Smith I'd root for the Bolts for him. So I went for the Bolts last night. And I don't know. I was at that game, and I don't know what he was talking about. It wasn't quiet because the Raider fans were loud from the moment I stepped foot into that parking lot. Wait, who said it was quiet? All you heard were Raiders. Who said it was quiet? The last guy, he said it was quiet. No, he said no fights. He said it was quiet. He said no fights. No fights. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't see any fights either, but, yeah, it wasn't quiet. The Raiders fans were loud, and uh, the parking sucks. I can tell you that. I parked in a lot down on Prairie Avenue. Uh, getting in was no problem. Getting out, any lot that I saw, you, they need some traffic control help uh, to clean that up for sure. And then the food sucks. I know Rodney had talked about it when yeah. you went, but, man, the food is horrible. You guys got to help help it out. Somebody's got to say something. That food's yeah. horrible. And they don't discriminate between the Rams and the Raiders. I mean, Rams and the Chargers, it, both games, both teams. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't – they don't bring in a different vendor – for the Charger and, and Ram games, it's just bad all over. Um, so you're indifferent. You 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 rooted for the Chargers. You rooted for the Chargers because of uh, the tickets. But you know you, who's you, who's your team then? Yeah, you just went there just rooting for anybody. Well, he's gone now, James. Thanks for the call. Oh, thanks for the call. Uh, and and yeah. as to the food, keep in mind the vendor is the same one for both teams. Yeah, Legends Jerry Jones Company. I I don't. I don't understand why that food is so bad. I, and I don't know why people use them if the food is as bad as it is. Levy Restaurants does Dodger Stadium. I think it does Staples. That's the other big one. And it's good. Yeah, and I don't remember. I've been to, I've been to Cowboy games at Texas Stadium. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember the food being bad. I think the food is really good. And I think most people who have been to Texas Stadium love the food at Texas Stadium. Uh, I just don't understand why it's bad out here. Maybe because they're or giving some us other places the scraps. Maybe maybe what? they really spend for the money at Texas or uh, for the food at Texas. Maybe yeah. Jerry doesn't even use his own company at his own stadium. Maybe, maybe not. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Anthony in L.A., you were there, but you're saying the parking was bad. Good afternoon, gentlemen. No, I was not there, but I've been there for all the Rams games because I'm a Rams fan, and I'll tell you that parking is atrocious. I've only used the parking lots twice. And since then, I've been parking away from the facility. And even then, getting out is still atrocious. They never plan. And before I, you guys let me go, I got to pay homage to both you and Rodney Never Lost Heat. And uh, I just want <laughs> that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. What, what happened to Eric? I thought he was going to be on yesterday. Yeah, well, Eric's traveling abroad. Yeah, Eric had a previous engagement. He'll be back next week. Oh, okay. I got one other thing to say. Uh, y'all were talking about the GFL. Actually, uh, Fred, uh, excuse me, uh, 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 Vic, uh, the Vic 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we he know. brought it up. And I played in that league because I was in the Navy overseas oh. in the 80s. Oh, for That's real? My pro- yeah, for real. It's for real. It's dope. Oh, I was wow. outside linebacker and defensive end for the NAS Cardinals. And we had six teams there. One civilian team, which was the University of Guam, and the rest of the, of the teams were military teams. And I can tell you, those Guamanians, they know how to play football. The Guamanians. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a semi-professional football league set up for the military. We actually I thought Vic it. made that up. So that's good. Thank you. I'm feeling no, you. No, he did not. <laughs> All Thanks, right. Anthony. Take it easy. Bye-bye. 866-987-2570. Let's go Rudy and NoHo. Rudy, you don't like the parking? Oh, the parking was bad, guys. I'm a season ticket holder. I got the brown lot. Um, I know somebody that left after the Raiders missed the field goal. They didn't get out without a problem. Uh, I went with my family who are Raider fans, so we left after the interception, and we didn't move for a good 45 minutes. And actually, when we got to the exit to the street, the parking attendants were throwing their hands up and walking away. It was so na- It was so gnarly getting out. The parking attendants were throwing their hands up and walking away? Yeah, yeah, the guys in the yellow coats, they just they got fed up cuz there was literally like eight lines trying eight lines of cars trying to make it to one exit and it was just insane. Once you got on the street, the police are handling it, but even then like the the ride share and the taxi pickups is on the street next to the forum. So all those extra cars got to go down that PK street to go and pick up people. And that was even worse, causing an even bigger mess. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that it, the proximity of it, would, you would think Thanks, that they would, they, would, uh, they would have, and maybe there is a long-term plan to, to get directly to the 105 or the 405 because the freeways are right there. Obviously, the airport, people get in the airport, you gotta, there's many access points. And do you think that they would have something special for, uh, for SoFi going in and out? Um, some alternative routes getting right to the freeway. Tim down in Redondo Beach, you don't like the parking either, do you? No, it wasn't good, Fred. Um, when you go onto their uh, site, they ask you to download the Chargers app. And when you do, there's a button you hit, you click, and it says, uh, you know, parking and tickets. Well, I already had everything in my wallet, so I didn't need to have ticket issues. But there's no way to get to the parking um, app. So I had a friend end up driving me just to get there and back, me and my friends, because uh, their app stinks. Um, They need to work on that. All right. Well, you know, I I have a sense the Chargers heard that. I I have a feeling they listen occasionally, Rodney. And if there's a problem, I'm sure they'll get it corrected. So, Tim, thank you for that, and hopefully they'll take care of it. Did you see the the Urban Meyer Jacksonville response today? Yeah, yeah. And before we get into that, I know we talked about the parking and food, but let's just – let's not – Let's not forget how amazing that stadium is. You know, I know we want to nitpick and talk about oh, what's wrong, what's wrong. There is no stadium in the world like SoFi right now, and they'll get those little things. Those things can be fixed and, and ironed out, but the stadium itself, the experience itself, to me, outweighs all of those issues with parking and food and all those things. So stop being spoiled out here in L.A. Fred. Thanks, Dad. All right. Urban Meyer. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. dearie, dear. Well, look. So they lost the game. Oh, dear. He stayed dear. back. He went to his own restaurant. Sure, he was taking pictures with people and getting to know the fans. 
just being a good owner, good owner of the restaurant, hanging out with the crowd. Really getting to know a fan. Well, you know what? I'm sure that fan, uh, you know, spent money at the restaurant and he wanted to say thank you. That's the kind of owner you want. That's the kind of proprietor you want. However you want to look at it, look. So he's playing, you know, grab what with this woman at the bar, which he shouldn't have done. And then he ends up taking a selfie with her and he's dancing with her. And it looks bad. It, it, it just looks terrible. So today, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they, he had to apologize to his own team. That should tell you, next time, go back with the team and don't stay away. I had to apologize. And basically, he said, well, now they're going to watch him. He has to re-earn everyone's respect. This is not a great start in the NFL, Rodney, for Urban Meyer. No, this is not the, the start, though. The start was when he first got there. This is a, you know, accumulation of, of a lot of just unfortunate accidents and issues and situations that he's put himself in. So this is just a, another one in a long list of things that he has just made a terrible adjustment to to the NFL. Starting, you know, it was the hiring of the the strength and conditioning guy out of Iowa that had a lot of controversy to him that disrupted that locker room because of his social stances and some of the other stuff that he did off the field. Um, then the T-Bowl thing, obviously, and, and then him vocally talking about guys getting cut for not being vaccinated, and NFLPA had to step in and investigate what was that all about. It's just a series of, of 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 things that are that are bad, and in a locker room which we've heard since he got there that it was the moment he stepped in there was fifty percent of the people bought into Urban Meyer, and and he had to earn it then, and then all the things start to happen, and you can't, you know, you can't treat 30, 30 plus year old guys as as if they're eighteen year old kids, and. And he did that and lost a lot of portion of that locker room. So this certainly doesn't help. And forget about all the other stuff. I know that's the viral videos what we talked about and people are talking about and why it went viral is him with the woman in the bar and grinding on him like he was at Magic City. But <laughs> but that's between, you know, that, that really is between him and his wife and his family, and they have to deal with that. The issue more for me is you, you're 0-4. You just, you just lost a game. And... You're not flying. You're the head coach, and you're not flying back with the team to kind of go and and evaluate the tape and and figure out how do you go win a football game. You're hanging back, you know. And as he said, oh, I was standing back with see the grandkids and all. That. Well, you didn't really go just see the grandkids. You were hanging out in your in your restaurant, and the claim that that these people next door wanted some pictures, and he stayed a little long for the pictures, but. You know, why are you not back on the team playing? You know, if it had been a player saying, you know, it had been a player doing that, look, I'm not going to go back with the team. I'm going to hang out in my hometown. And then, then video pops up of the player partying at a, a night. Crucify him. Crucify him. And you're the head coach talking about stay out of trouble doing this. It's just a, a, a terrible, terrible, terrible look. And I heard one, you know, anonymous player saying, he already was struggling with the locker room and the credibility, and this is just going to put it over the edge. So I don't know how you how you gain it back when you're preaching to your guys and your team, be careful out there, make good choices, do the right thing, and here you are not even flying back with the team after a loss. It's like, how, how committed are you really to, to winning or turning this franchise and this team around? How, how committed are you? 
to this to this football team if you're going to do that. Yeah, to piggyback off of what you're saying there, Rodney, uh, Michael Silver has covered the NFL for a long time, and he had a kind of a running commentary of tweets this morning. He spoke to a number of players. Uh, here is what Michael Silver tweeted. He said, the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point especially in the locker room. One player told me, quote, he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. He says players are particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over that video with the young woman. Uh, the player said he even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared to face us, is what the player said. Instead, Meyer only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was just there dancing, quote, unquote. Suffice it to say, his audience was highly skeptical. One player said, quote, we looked at him like WTF right when he left. Everyone started dying laughing and he knew about it. Bottom line said one player, this is bad. I don't know how he's going to function. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Like, like, like you know, you just said, and it's verified because the player said it. He had very little to come in with. Everybody kind of looks at those college coaches coming into the NFL with, you know, kind of side-eyed to begin with. Are they going to be that kind of rah-rah coach and, and, and understand that this is a different ball game when you're talking about grown men with families and how you treat them? You can't treat them like 18-year-old kids. So there was already that. There's already that from any college coach that comes to the NFL. And then, you know, the Tebow thing just really separated, I think, a lot of people on that team. And, and now, you know, with this, when you're up there preaching, be careful. And then on top of that, I don't know if you heard this, that in the midst of all this controversy, he, he goes and, and throws Trevor Lawrence kind of under the bus a little bit um, in, in one of his press conferences. He said, you know, I, I sit up here and I tell the players, be careful when you're out there. Always have good people and people around you so you, you don't get in trouble. And, I told, and I, I told Trevor Lawrence this because he was going to Vegas for his bachelor party. And I made sure that, you know, keep, you know, keep the good people around you so you don't get in trouble. Nobody needs to know all that. Nobody needs to know all that about, you know, Trevor Lawrence going to Vegas for his bachelor party. I wouldn't have known about that. And most of the public wouldn't have known about that until he threw it out there. It's like, I got to throw this out there kind of to, to, to make me look good. It's just, it was just, it's bad all around. Well, yeah. And he makes a valid point. If you want to have a good time, you don't go to Vegas for your bachelor party. You go to Urban Meyer's restaurant in Columbus. Oh! All right, now we're gonna take about we're gonna talk about the guy that got the shot, and, and the guy that won't. This is great. I love it. Start your day with Dan Patrick. Carson Palmer joining us now. If USC asked your opinion for the next head coach, I just like that we've got pole position. You know, we, we fired our coach first. Every coach out there knows that our job is open. I would think it's an attractive job for every other college coach. I just like that we're the first ones out the gate. Weekday mornings at 6 before Colin Cowherd. AM 570 LA Sports. Right on on a Tuesday, Rodney Pete, Fred Brogan coming at you. Take a shot, Fred. Take a shot. You're going to do it. <laughs> I've done it. So, uh, oh, Sonny, I heard the dry rub at Urban Meyer's restaurant is excellent. Oh. That's good. Thanks, Sonny. Appreciate you tweeting the show. Rob Parker sent us one this morning, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rob did send us one, too. <laughs> We're not going to use that one on the air. No, leave that one alone. No, no. All right. So, uh, Andrew Wiggins got the shot. He decided I'm in. 
He got to Johnson & Johnson, said he talked about it. They went over it with him. He realizes if he doesn't get vaccinated, he's not really going to play any home games and elsewhere around the country at times as well. Said, uh, hopefully this will not affect me in 10 years, but I'm in. Kyrie Irving is still out. He's not decided to take the shot. You know, Kareem came out and said, well, just don't play. If you don't want to get the shot, you just sit out. Yep. So there are a few players that still have decided not to do it. Rodney, it's a personal decision. We know that. If Kyrie Irving doesn't take the shot and you're his teammate, what do you think? Doesn't take the shot. I mean, there's nothing you can do. If he's making that, that's a personal choice, as you mentioned, Fred. As you mentioned, yeah, you're you're disappointed, but you know, at the end of the day, he's going to have to live with that and not getting paid and getting fined and and lose out on a bunch of money. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a shame, but it, at the end of the day, look, you you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but you got to face the consequences. And uh, yeah, it, as, as a teammate, yeah, you're 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 disappointed. You're disappointed. Because it's um, on, on, on a few different levels, um, just on if you're going to be around me, be, you know, try to be as safe as you possibly can be. And then on top of that, we're, we're also trying to win and you're a, a vital part of our quest to win a championship and you're not going to be available for us. So, um, yeah, it's tough. If, he's, if that's the hard stance he's going to take, it, take it, it's, um, you would almost like trade him, get rid of him. See ya. That's what I was he's wondering. Not, he's not helping us win. He's not going to help us win. Yeah, that's exactly what I was that I was tr- what I was trying to figure out. If you're there, and he's and he's a vital part of that team, and he decides I'm not going to do it, do you get to a point where you go, okay, well then we'll just we'll trade you. Let's get somebody else that's going to help us. Yeah. Even if Maybe you lose else. a little bit in the deal. Yeah. He can't help you. He can't help you by. By missing over half the games that you play in. And then what's going to happen by the time the playoffs roll around, it's going to be more and more states that, that are on board with this. So he's not going to be able to be there for you in the playoffs. So why why would you want him on your team when the rest of your team is, is doing this and they're going to be available for you? And it's about availability. Are you going to be there in crunch time? Are you going to be there for us when we lace them up? And clearly, he's not going to be there for you. So, yeah, you you, you got to make business decisions, too. If you don't want to be here with us because of your particular beliefs, then we got to move in a different direction. If you're Kevin Durant, if you're James Harden, you have the conversation with him. And if he still says, I'm not going to do it, then does that create some some issue between everybody? What do you mean? They, I'm sure they've already had the conversation with him. So they know where he stands. The world knows where he stands. So it's just, it, it just, again, it is, it is what it is. It's just like anything you, you can, you don't have to get vaccinated, but you can't fly on this plane. You can't come into this building. You can do whatever you want. Nobody's holding a gun to your head saying you got to go get vaccinated. But just know this private business that I own, that I run, then you're not you're not welcome to come in here at this time. All right. Next hour, Vinny Bonsignor jumps on. He was at the Raider Charger game last night. We'll get his take from the Raider perspective. And when we come back, some spirituality. We need it. We're going to have it.